Both the Old Testament and the Gospel readings today are about the Word of God and the place of that Word in our common life. And by extension, both of those readings today also concern preaching. The Word of God is read. In the book of Nehemiah, the Levites helped the people to understand the law. They gave the sense so that the people understood the readings. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus gives one of the shortest sermons on record, nine words. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. We are people formed by the word of God. Now, in terms of familiarity, the story from Nehemiah doesn't rank with Noah and the flood or David and Goliath. Indeed, it may seem to you very obscure. It does, however, warrant further examination. This is not a story about Ezra, although he is an important figure of the period. It is a story about the community, the whole people of God, and speaks to us of the importance of Torah to that people. The people of Israel have returned from exile and are busy getting both their individual lives and their corporate life as a people back in order. They have been rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem to protect the city that is the focus of their religious and political life. And they are rebuilding the temple so that the religious ceremonies can resume. And yet they know that something is missing. The walls have been built, but the people still need to be built into a nation. The community needs a common vision for its life. And for that vision, they turn to the word of God. It is important to note that it is not the religious authorities that convene this meeting. It is the people who call it. And the gathering does not take place within the sacred precincts of the temple. It's held out in the public square, where every, even those who are ritually unclean can participate. All the people who could understand, men, women, and children, are present. And the outline of the ceremony, reading, teaching, and responding to the law, will be used later in the synagogue service. And that outline is still with us in the daily office, morning and evening prayer, and in the liturgy of the word at the Eucharist. The Torah is not just read, but it is interpreted so that all present may understand. And then there is a third goal, action. The text tells us that the people weep. We are not told why this happened. It may be from a sense of awe, a realization of the presence of the holy, or because the people see how far removed they are from fulfilling the law. And yet Ezra reminds them that the reading of the law is not an occasion for mourning, but for celebration. He commands them not to weep, but to feast, to eat and drink, and then to give food away 
to share with those who are needy. When Luke paints for us the picture of the synagogue service in Nazareth, he challenges us to be, for a few short minutes, part of that congregation. He tells the story simply, yet dramatically, so that we feel we are part of it. Luke tells us that it was Jesus' custom to go to the synagogue on the Sabbath, a reminder that he was an observant Jew. Any male belonging to the synagogue community could be invited by the synagogue president to read the lesson for the day and to give words of interpretation. And this day, Jesus is given that honor. With Luke, we watch as Jesus stands up to read. We see the scroll handed to him. He unrolls it and finds the text. We listen as he reads the words and then watch expectantly as he sits down. And Luke tells us the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed upon him. The hometown boy come home. The reading from Isaiah celebrates the prophet's vocation as the one who speaks consolation to Jerusalem. The prophet proclaims the end of the suffering and despair of exile and the beginning of freedom and new life. And Jesus announces to his hearers that he is the anointed messenger of good news to the poor, the captives, the blind, and the oppressed. The promises of Isaiah have their fulfillment in him. The promised time of consolation and comfort has begun. Jesus heard God's call to him and responded to it. The people of Israel who listened to Ezra read the law knew that something was lacking in their lives. In recognizing the emptiness they felt, they opened themselves to God's call to them. Perhaps that is why they wept at hearing the law. It helped them to know what they were missing. God is still calling. God is calling us individually and as a Christian community to be God's people in the world. For the people of Israel and for Jesus, the call came from scripture. As the church, we are still to be formed by God's word, and God's word continues to define our vocation. Our call still comes from scripture. Jesus told his hearers in Nazareth, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Throughout Luke's gospel, the word today appears in key places. At Christmas, we heard the angels announce, Today, a Savior is born. When Jesus meets Zacchaeus, he tells them, Today, salvation has come to your house. And he assures the thief crucified next to him, Today, you will be with me in paradise. The today, Jesus announces, isn't only the today of his lifetime, it is our today as well. Luke is reminding us that we don't have to wait for some special future time and place for God to come and set us free. It is happening right now.
Luke's use of the word today helps us to understand the urgency of the gospel message, the imminence of the reign of God in our midst. I can't speak for you, I can only speak for myself, but I'm a really good procrastinator. The church is like that too, I've noticed through the years. We all have good excuses to wait. The kingdom of God is too hard. It'll take too much time. It's too big a job for us. And our current favorite, it's too expensive. Remember that even Jesus wasn't able to do it all. And remember how Mother Teresa reminded us that we're not asked to be successful, however that might look. We are asked only to be faithful. A number of years, Nike had a great ad campaign, Just Do It. A friend of mine, who was a great procrastinator, took that as his New Year's resolve. Just do it. And Presbyterian pastor Robert Brearley says, the time of God's Holy Spirit is today, right now. It is the Holy Spirit speaking when you hear God whisper to you, child of God, live this day as if it were your first day, your last day, your only day. Just do it. Amen.